Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Hey, listen, wherever you're viewing from today, I am so glad that you've decided to tune in because what we're going to talk about today has the potential to change your life in what is a challenging season so that instead of struggling, you're flourishing. That's what I want for you today. Instead of being down, you're full of joy. And instead of questions, you've got answers to every situation that you face in life. You know, I recognize that it is a challenging season. We've been through a lot. If you've come from Melbourne, if you've gone through lockdown after lockdown, or maybe not, but you know, this is a challenging season. And that's why I really do believe that you can't afford to ignore this message because today I want to ask you a really important question. The question that I have for you today is, who is it that you're counting on right now? In this crazy season, who is it that you're counting on? Because the answer, friend, to that question is going to determine whether you are up or whether you're down, whether you're in victory or whether you're defeated, whether you're going forward in this season or whether you're constantly shrinking back. Who is it that you're counting on? You know, on Thursday, I got an email from a large international company telling me that they had been hacked and that all of my personal information had been Compromise. I entrusted all this information to them. My personal details were in there. My passport number, photos, credit card number. It is not great when someone that you're counting on lets you down, right? It's just that awful feeling in the pit of your stomach. And so I want to ask you this evening, who is it that you're counting on right now? You know, in Mark chapter 11 and in verse 22, The Bible tells us that Jesus is walking with his disciples on the outskirts of Jerusalem, and as they approach a fig tree that Jesus had cursed the day before, Peter speaks up and he says, Jesus, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered up and died. And Jesus answered, and he said in Mark 11 and verse 22, he said, have faith in God. Now, I don't know where you're watching from today, and I don't know what your circumstance is, but I want you to pause for just a moment and say that little phrase with me out loud. Say, have faith in God. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Say, have faith in God. God. You know, I want to tell you this afternoon, faith is not just something that we access to get us out of trouble. Faith is not something that we just pull out in an emergency. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7 says that we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, that's so important in the days that we're living in, friend, that we learn to walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, if you're a believer watching this broadcast today, you understand that what we have in common as believers is that rather living that according to what we see and what we hear and what people say and how we're feeling at the time. If you are a believer, friend, one of the things that we have in common is that we walk by faith. 
We walk by faith. And the reason that that is so incredibly important, and I can't stress this enough this afternoon, is because you won't ever fully run the race that God has for you. You won't effectively finish your course and do what God has called you to do without faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So it is so important. I tell you, friends, it will take faith to discover what it is that you're called to do. It'll take faith to receive that thing from God. It will take faith every day of your life to achieve the calling on your life. So faith is extremely important. And you know, the reality is this subject of faith has been taught on by a lot of people over a lot of years. But sadly, there have been some things that well-meaning people have said in the family of God about faith, and it's caused people to get quite confused about what it really means to be a person of faith and to live by faith. And so here's what I want to do. This afternoon, I just want to dispel some of the confusion so that you can be sure that you're putting your trust in the right things. Amen? That's my heart this afternoon. So I want you, if you have a Bible, you can see it on the screens, to take a look with me at 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 12. The Apostle Paul is speaking, and he says this. He says, for this reason... I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, he says, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed to him until that day. Now, I want you to notice something. Notice Paul did not say here, I know what I believe. He didn't say that. He didn't say, I know what I believe. He said, I know in whom I have believed, right? He said, I know in whom I have believed. Now let's think back to what Jesus said. We just read it before in Mark eleven twenty two. He said, have faith in God, right? Paul says, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded. That's faith, right? That's faith. He says, I am persuaded. I'm persuaded, he says, that he, talking of God, is able to keep that which I've committed to him until that day. And so we're going to talk today about having faith in God. Because in a challenging time, in a challenging season, and our whole world is experiencing some big challenges right now, I don't need to tell you, there are all kinds of conflicting messages being broadcast around 24 hours a day. And if you are not careful, very careful, you can easily find yourself counting on things that are only going to let you down. They're going to disappoint you. They're going to cause you in this difficult season to be bitter and angry and defeated. And friend, I don't want that for you. And God doesn't either. Jesus said, have faith in God. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. You know, sadly, a whole lot of Christians have moved away from that in this season and they've ended up putting their faith, their trust in other things. But as we're going to see this evening, that is never, ever, ever going to help you, friend. 
that is never going to see you living the life that God has for you and reaching the kind of highs and the kind of impacts that he wants for your life. So right now, I want you to answer this question really honestly with me. When you are faced with a challenge, and maybe things are going great for you right now, but just think, when you are faced with a challenge, when you need something badly in your life, when you feel like you're right up against it, what is it that you are depending on to get you through? What is it that you're depending on? Because, friend, I am here to tell you this evening, if it is anything other than him, you're in danger. If it is anything other than him that you are putting your trust in, that you are relying on, you are in danger. Now, why would I say that? Well, because the best meaning people in the world can disappoint you. Have you noticed that? The best meaning people in the world can fail you. I'm talking this afternoon about people who love you with all of their heart. Sadly, they can fail you. Listen to me today. I want you to understand the most robust companies on the planet can fail you. The smartest people around can fail you. The best leaders in town can fail you. The best lawyers lose cases. The best doctors lose patients. Sad but true. And so if you put all of your hope in them, if you put all of your faith in them, if you are looking to them in this season, I'm telling you, friend, you are standing on shaky ground. That is why Jesus said, have faith in God. So I want to ask you today, do you have faith in God? Do you really have faith in God? Be honest with me now. Do you have faith in God? If you say, yes, Andrew, I do, I have faith in God, well, could you believe this afternoon that your faith could grow? Well, would you believe today that your faith could increase a little bit, that as you hear the Word of God and as you receive that, as we were praying earlier, that your faith in Him could grow a little stronger? That is what I'm believing for today. That at, by the end of this service, just some things solidify in you so that your faith in God as you go out into this week, out into this new season, would just be a little bit stronger, would be a little bit firmer, that you would be sure that you're sure that you're sure that your faith, your trust is in Him. Paul said, I know in whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that He is able to keep, to hold on to that which I've Committed. In other words, he was saying, I am totally persuaded that he is and that he always will be faithful to me. Friend, I want you to understand, Jesus didn't say, have faith in faith. Now, there are a lot of people today that put their faith in faith. Listen, Jesus didn't say, have faith in yourself. Jesus didn't say, have faith in prayer. You know, Jesus did not even say, have faith in the Bible. He didn't say that. Do you know there are a lot of people that spend their whole lives praying and studying the Bible that have no faith at all? Did you realize that? Now, obviously, we have the most highest up, uh, respect for the Bible. We, we uphold the Word of God, absolutely. But friend, listen to me today. Our faith is not in words printed on a page. Our faith is in the one who spoke the Word. 
Amen. Our faith is in the one whose words are revealed in the printed page, not in the book itself. So our faith is in him. Amen. So let me give you today a Bible definition of this word faith. Because a lot of people are confused about it. The word faith literally means to be firm. It means to be stable. It means to be built up or to support. It's the description of a foundation. Okay? It's a picture of something that you can stand on without any fear of it falling. That's what faith means. It is something that you can lean on. In a difficult season, it's something you can depend on day by day. It's something that you can rest in and not have to lie awake at night and get all worried and concerned. You can depend on faith without any concern that it's going to collapse under your feet or let you down. I'm telling you today, faith means to be certain. Faith means to be sure. Faith means to be permanent and unmoved and established. And and although most people would understand that the word faith means to believe or to trust, and it absolutely does, if you look into your Bible, the most common word that is translated from Greek into English as the word faith is actually the word confidence. Confidence. If you want a definition of what faith is, Faith is confidence, to have confidence in him. So I could ask my question another way. What is it in this season that you're putting your confidence in? What is it that you're putting your confidence in? With all the uncertainties out there and all the concerns in this world right now and people freaking out left and right, what is it that you are putting your confidence in? Well, Let's think about that from a practical sense. Let's say that this week you've got a whole bunch of bills that are requiring payment. What are you putting your confidence in to see those bills get paid? Well, I guess God might use people this week in your world to help you pay your bills off. He might use your job. He, he might uh, impress that by Holy Spirit upon someone. They know about your need and they want to be generous. They want to be a blessing, right? That They are all vehicles and channels through which God can use. God can cause blessing to come. But here's what I want you to see today. And this is very, very important. Just because God uses them to help you doesn't mean that your confidence should be in them. That's so important. People get this confused. Why? Why shouldn't our confidence be there? Because, friend, our confidence should never, ever, ever be in people. Should never be in people. Why? Because people let us down, right? People disappoint us. People can have the greatest intention of all and then just not be able to follow through on that. So let me ask you again, what is your confidence in? What is your confidence in? Because you're going to know what your confidence is really in when you've got a situation and the bills are due, the bills are just racking up there, you don't have the money and you've got no idea where it's going to come from. What is it that you're counting on then to see you through? What is it that you are resting in and relying on then? And I ask that question this evening because most people in that situation 
would say this. Even people that say, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, they would say in that situation, bills are mounting up, no idea how we're going to get them paid. They would say, well, I guess I'm going to have to work a little bit harder. I guess I'm going to have to get more sales this week. I'm going to have to put in some more overtime. Maybe I have to sell some things. I'll just have to do what needs to be done. Now, don't misunderstand me this evening. I'm not saying that there's something wrong with working hard. Working hard is great and a blessing of the Lord. But for too many people, their faith, their confidence is in their work. They believe that by work and effort and energy, they will be able to meet all of their needs. And so they actually have faith in their ability to work. But what did Jesus tell us to have faith in? Did Jesus say, have faith in your ability to work? No, he said, have faith in God, right? And see, here's the thing. A lot of people today talk about having faith in God and they sing songs about it and they they declare that they're people of faith. But I want to tell you, friend, when the pressures come, when the challenges come, what people so often do And we've seen it in this season again and again and again is they default back to what everyone else in the world does to get things done. For example, if you've got a problem in your body, what are you counting on to get that fixed? You've got a problem right now in your health, in your body. What are you counting on to get that fixed because God can use a number of different things to help you with that, right? God can. He might use a doctor to help you. Amen, for doctors. Thank you, Jesus, for them. He might use a specialist. He might use medicine or he might not. But here's the thing, and I want you to get the distinction. If your complete confidence is in a doctor or a lawyer, or a specialist. I'm sorry to tell you, friend, but you are going to be let down. You are going to be disappointed. There is going to come a day when that specialist will look at you and say, I'm sorry, but we've done all that we can do for you. Where is your confidence, friend? That's what I'm asking you today. And I'm, and I'm stressing this point, and that is because People in trials and tribulations, difficult seasons like this, people will want to help you, and that's great, but many times, depending on what you're facing, there's only so much that people can do. And they may look at you and say, you know, I love to help you, but I just can't. I can't. And that's because what you're wanting from them is not within their power to give you. They don't have the power. They don't have the ability. They would like to, but they can't. Friend, remind me again today, what did Jesus say in Mark 11, 22? Jesus said, have faith in the premier. Is that what he said? He said, have faith in the news report. Is that what Jesus said? All right, how about this one? Have faith in your mum because nobody is ever going to love you like your mum. Oh, everybody will disappoint you, but your mum will always be there for you and your mum will never disappoint you. Is that what Jesus said? No, No, he didn't. Now, thank God for your mum, right? 
and love your mum and honour your parents. But you've got to realise today, friend, your mum is not Jesus. Your mum cannot supply all of your needs. So you don't want to put your faith in your mum. Listen to me today. You don't want to put your faith in your mom or in your dad, in your grandma, in your grandpa, or even in Pastor Corey and Pastor Simone. They are awesome, and we love them, and we honor them. But Pastor Corey, friend, is not your supplier. And he in the building is saying, amen, the loudest of the five of us in here, right? He's great. But Pastor Corey can't be your answer for every spiritual issue and question and need that arises. He's great and I love him and I honor him and I thank God for him, but he is not God. So if you want to make it through, you have to put your confidence in God because he is the one who knows what to do in this season. He is the one who will supply all that you need. And friend, as you look to him and you rely on him and you draw on him and you depend on him, that is what will set you free. I'm telling you, you will sleep better at night just by making that decision. I really do believe this one thing could help you so much because right now what I'm seeing around the world is people putting pressure on one another for their needs. And you know why? Because they're looking to people as their source. That's what the world tells us to do. Have you experienced that? You know, people saying to one another, you gotta give me the answers that I need. You know, they say, you got to tell me what's coming next. And we drag in all the experts and they say, well, I think this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And then we say, see three days later that it wasn't anything like what they said. We predict this and we predict that and we're experts and we know. And then we discover they didn't know anything. But people are looking to one another to get through this season. They're pulling on one another for money and things and help. And please understand, God can and does use people. But don't forget, people are not Jehovah Jireh. Amen. People and the government and leadership, they are not El Shaddai. I'm saying to you today, in this challenging season, people, even good people, can fall into the trap of pulling on one another and putting pressure on one another because they are looking to each other for solutions. But if you do that, friend, it shows that your faith is not in God. It's actually in people. If you're taking notes today, you could just put this down in your phone. Maybe just write this down. Faith puts no pressure on people. Faith puts no pressure on people. That means that if you are counting on people to make things happen for you, as I said before, God does use people to help you. But you should never view people as your source. Oh, this is so important. Who is it that you're counting on to get you through this season? I don't know about you, friend, but I'm counting on God. He's been faithful in the past. He'll be faithful again. That's who I'm counting on. But when we depend on people, our confidence will always be shaken because people let us down. But when God is our source, He always, the Bible says, causes us to triumph. I love that. 
That is why, as people of faith, friend, we look to him in this season. We rely on him, good time or bad. We trust him completely. In a season when so many things are uncertain. And I mean, if there was one word that would mark this season that we're in right now globally, it would be uncertain. People feel like, oh my goodness, what is coming next? Well, this is the season. If there ever was a season to put your trust in him, why? Because he's permanent. Amen. He's unchanging. He's secure. He's unfailing. He will support you. He will supply. He can do it when they cannot. Would you look with me at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5? 17, verse 5. It's an amazing statement. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and who turn their hearts away from the Lord. You know, the sad reality is that millions of people, both in Australia and around the world right now, are right there in that verse. They don't want God. They don't believe in God. They don't want anything to do with God. And so what are they counting on to make it through? They are counting on people, right? They're counting on ingenuity and medical and technological breakthroughs and science and logic and human reason. So they are counting upon people. But as I've said to you today, if you keep doing that, you're on shaky ground. In fact, the Bible here says that if you live that way, you are cursed. Cursed. What does it mean to be cursed? Well, it means that everything that you do is not going to work out. See, when you're cursed, you're doomed to fail. No matter how hard you work and you strive, it's like always one step forward and two steps back. Why? Well, because you're cursed. That's what to be cursed means, that everything ends up failing. But friend, aren't you glad that you aren't cursed today? Aren't you glad that you aren't cursed? The Bible says that Jesus redeemed us from the curse. Amen? It says that on the cross, he became a curse for us so that the blessing of Abraham could come on us by faith. And so because of Jesus, you don't have to live cursed. You don't have to get up this week and go through life one step forward, two step back. You can live blessed. That's what the Bible says. But my question today is, will you be blessed by looking to people and becoming dependent upon people and forgetting about God and leaving Him out of your life this week? No, you won't be able to help but be cursed. Now take a look with me at verse 7, because verse 7, friend, is my verse. How about you, right? Verse, verse 5 can be somebody else's verse, but I'm telling you, verse 7 is our verse, because it right here says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Oh, friend, who are we counting on to make it through? Who are we looking to in this uncertain season? Who is our confidence in? I'm telling you, our eyes are on Him. Our trust is in Him. I know that is where my confidence is, and I trust that is the same for you. I recognize that in tough times, people are very quick 
When you say, I'm a believer, I'm trusting in God, I know that people say, oh, that's never going to happen. You can't expect that turnaround. You can't expect to see that kind of breakthrough. You've heard that, right? People tell you, you can't. Oh, you can't. That's just that religious stuff. You can't. You can't. I don't know about you, friend, but I've stopped listening to you can't, you can't, you can't. Because if you let them, people around about you will continue to say, well, you can't, you can't. I mean, you know, that might be nice for you, but really, you can't, you can't, you can't. And you know what? You start to believe that, listen to that, and get that in here and down in here. And I'm telling you, it's over. You are done. But friend... Thank God I know another verse, amen. Philippians 4 verse 13, do you know that verse? Philippians 4 verse 13 doesn't say I can't. Philippians 4 13 says I can do all things. All things, not through people, but through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I love that. Jeremiah 17 verse seven, it says blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. Friends, that is who we are looking to in this season. That is who we are counting on. Verse 8, it says they are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach down deep into the water. Such trees, it says, are not bothered by the heat. They're not worried by long months of lockdown. Is that what it says? That's what it's talking about. It says they're not bothered by the things going on in the world. They're not bothered that the temperature has been turned right up. That is saying, friends, that when the economy goes bad, when things get tight, when everybody else around about them is freaking out, just like we prayed earlier, you will have no fear. You know, when everyone else is going to pieces and saying, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? You won't be worried. You'll be sleeping like a baby. You'll be resting in the Lord. You will be at peace. Why? Because you're not counting on the markets. You're not counting on the government. You're not counting on your employer. You're not counting on the bank. You are trusting in God. And I'm telling you, friend, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will never disappoint you. Anytime that you have a need, And if you have one right now, I'm telling you, get into the Word of God and read these verses for yourself. But the Bible tells us that any time that you have a need, you don't have to come in on bended knee, groveling and begging. You can come boldly, the Bible says, into the throne room of grace and you can get help in a time of need. I'm telling you, friend, He is the more than enough God. He is. He's shown that to me over many, many years. I'm sure he has to you too. He is the all-sufficient God. Let me ask you today, has he ever let you down? Has he ever disappointed you? Has he ever left you hanging? Oh, no. Every time that you trusted him, every time that you held on and you refused to quit, he came through for you. Amen. He came through every time, every time. If you were honest, you'd say, you know, Pastor Andrew, you're right. Every time. There were times that I gave up, but he never gave up on me because that's the kind of God that he is. And friend, I'm telling you in this season, if you refuse to quit, that will happen again in this season 
as well. What does 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14 say? It says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Always, always, always. Friend, I'm telling you, you can defeat the devil with that one word there, always. Because I'm telling you, the devil will come in this season and he'll say stuff like, well, you're not going to get what you're believing for this time. You might have got it last time. And maybe you're hoping that it will happen, but God's not going to come through for you. This is how the enemy is. You know that, right? You can receive healing a thousand times and the very next time that you are sick, he will come and he'll start whispering in your ear and he'll say, well, you did get healed last time, but you can't expect to get healed this time. You know, the money came in last time, but it isn't going to happen this time. Friend, listen, the next time that liar comes spreading that kind of stuff to you, you just look him in the face with a big smile on your face and you say, always. Always, 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 always my God causes me to triumph and always means this time and always means next time and always means the time after that and the time after that and the time after that. Always he causes me to triumph. Jeremiah 17 verse 8, and band, you can come. Look at this verse with me just one more time. It says here, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. They are like trees that are planted along the riverbank with roots that go down deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. They're not worried by long months of drought. Friend, that is saying that when the heat gets turned right up and other people in this world are withering away and they're falling and they're failing and they're shrinking back. You're flourishing. You're flourishing. You're prospering because you're planted in the river and your roots are going down deep and they've tapped into the life-giving water of the Spirit of God. It says, for those who trust in the Lord, it says their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. In other words, because we've tapped into him, because he is our supply, because he is our source, because he is the one that we are depending on, no matter what comes, that river of blessing, friend, is going to be there for you and for me tomorrow. It's going to be there next week, and it's going to be there for the rest of our lives. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again, conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead, and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, 
I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.